Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go on a Wednesday, November the 20th. It is 2019, and yeah, week 13 of the college football season underway last night. Getting ready for week 12 of the NFL season just a day away, and again tonight, 39 college basketball games, 11 NBA games, two NHL games, and even more Mac action football to throw. I'm sorry, celebrate uh, as you watch the TV here tonight. Plenty to get going, and uh, we'll talk about some of those uh, games that we witnessed last night. And again, it delivered the Mac. It certainly does. But uh, tonight, those two games are going to be very interesting because of the numbers, and like we say, it's always about betting numbers, not teams, but there are records at stake here tonight. We'll talk all about that coming up, but uh, very interesting. We told you all week, guys, that the New England Patriots could very well use the Gronkowski, the Gronk help. They could use Gronk. They wanted Gronk. Kraft begging Gronk. What does Gronk do? Well, Gronk teases everyone uh, last week. And we told you, man, it was big announcement coming, guys. We got a big announcement coming Tuesday. Big announcement. Now, of course, Patriot fans just, that they went beside themselves knowing that this offense is uh, not great. Uh, they thought for sure this was a identifier that Gronkowski would be back in a Patriot uniform next month. And what they got was an announcement. It was big. <laughs> I don't think it was what they were hoping for, though. We need you back on the field this season, fighting for another ring. We're going to be world champs again, but this time of partying. It's going to be the biggest rager Miami has ever seen. Time out. This is a bad game plan, bro. You're still in the prime of your partying career. Listen, this isn't just some club event. This is a festival centered around you. Featuring your favorite artist, amazing food, killer cocktails, Polynesian beach performers, and I even got the win in Vegas, the pop-up, and Encore Beach Club VIP section. And we will call it Gronk Beach. Gronk Beach is coming to Miami, where the Super Bowl is here this year, guys, in case you haven't, uh, in case you didn't know that. But yes, it's instead of actually being in the Super Bowl playing, He's going to be hosting a music festival in Miami Beach here, Dane. And aren't you uh, aren't you going to be in this neck of the woods right around that time, my friend? Around that time, Joe. Good morning, <laughs> Joe. Good morning, Degenerate to make it rain. I thought about it, man. You know, as we've been talking about, my bachelor party will be down in your neck of the woods. I'm doing it a few weeks beforehand. Uh, the weekend of AFC and NFC Championship game because I wanted to have the extra day of Martin Luther King Day. But push maybe, push maybe I should just push it back there, Joe. I know you got a spot on the beach. Maybe you should like Airbnb like your condo or something because it man. is going to do some work. I'm going to tell Come you. On. And Cardano, I know you're listening. 
What we could also do, I'm going to be down there. Just let me stay down there, bro. Get us a credential for Radio Row. And I'm talking Joe live remote make it rains all week live from Gronk Beach. What do you say? I, listen, we should be uh, front and center in Gronk Beach. I mean, there's I mean, there's no you. better way to report live from the stage on Gronk. There you go, Venmo oh, B. Oh, there we go. Venmo Brian's coming down. All right. We'll no, make I think it a we need a guy like Venmo B, too, you know, because we need to mess with the millennial side of it all. Yes. We get it all plugged in. Could it be any better than that? Now, granted, it's not what the Patriot fans were hoping for, but I got to tell you. Gronk, uh, I know a couple of people went on the Gronk cruise uh, yes, a couple I was just of years. Say that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to call it the SS Ecstasy, but that's a different that's a this, different topic this for a is, different uh, different be, day. Did you also see that he performed with the Lakers cheerleaders last night, Joe? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, you, so I'm telling like, you. Listen, oh man, I'm telling you, we were talking about yesterday how like, oh, we think it's the, uh, we think it's back to the Pats, and you were like, listen, if it's anything like a business venture, he'll lose his social capital with the world. Yeah. Nah, Joe, no, he won't. No, <laughs> no he won't. No, I mean well, this guy is hawking, untouchable. Yeah, he's not hawking CBD oil or a, a new it line don't of matter like, what he's pants. doing. He can do whatever he damn well pleases. I'm gonna tell <sighs> you something. I can think of only one other person on this planet. Okay, that gets to an essence like be themselves and be like lauded in the in uh, like society. Right. And everyone's just like, that's the man right there. The one person I am going to compare him to that can do what Gronk is doing is Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you know like is Snoop Dogg is in movies like as himself, and he, you know, and he's just like that's what Gronk is doing. He is just embracing the caricature of himself out there, and like who can blame him? The he's living his best Snoop, life, Joe. Snoop Dogg doesn't have the expectations of a fan base like Gronk has. Like there is a significant portion. Uh, no, the there's a significant of portion of Patriot Nation this morning that is really, really. They had convinced themselves that well, he was coming back and that well, he was going them, to Joe. be playing. You know, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's never going to let his fans down simply because him being Snoop Dogg. You know, Gronk in many people's eyes. I'm just talking is a about like his persona player. that's out there. The persona well, that right. it's like so. Well, listen, his persona is his persona, but I mean, right. he's got unfortunately he's got a significant portion of Patriot fans that really believe. What are you doing, dude? You can help us. You're a Patriot. You know, it's not like yeah. you're 45 and you can retire. Like, dude, come back and help us. We need, you know, like he's some sort of Superman character to them, uh, yeah. right or wrong. But if he was 40, nobody'd care. But the problem is they all still think this dude can help them win a championship. And I don't know. He didn't rule it out ever. I, I do sure. think he wanted to take a year off. Could could Gronk come back still? I guess Possible. he could. Yeah. Could. You know what I talk about, Joe, all the time with like a guy like Cam Newton, how we'll have other opportunities out there. You know what I mean? So why do it? Gronk is the embodiment of that, Joe, as we see, right? With a cruise ship, with a CBD line, with a, with a, an, a, with a techno music festival, for goodness sakes, right? Like, why does he have to do that? Look at him. The man is enjoying his life. Why would he do that? Oh, yeah, what? Because we as Patriot fans, fans give, give a crap about him enjoying 
enjoying his life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we as fans want him to, but we have to get over ourselves as fans, yes, Joe. Absolutely. That's but it's Patriot down. fans we're talking about. They don't get over anything. They never I'm forget. Just, they I'm never forgive. Right Are you kidding me? They don't do. I guarantee you there will be people boycotting anything Gronkowski's involved with now because he's okay, he screwed the, the Patriots. Down there at Grump Beach. Screwed them. Miami Beach. They're also in his ghetto. Uh, he, is, he has just alienated a whole bunch of people in their mom's basement. He is yeah. not, they are not happy, man. About that. Be- Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. And I'm going to have to sit there and watch the waves crash. And you guys are killing me right now that I'm stuck here in the studio with you guys. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Welcome in. Love that song, by the way. Uh, It is. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. So, hey, listen, you enjoy your uh, your space heaters right there. It's okay. In all due time. Dane might never leave, uh, by the way, when he comes down here for his. uh, All I need is a cot, brother, man. You you got a Murphy bed. (laughs) If you got a Murphy but, bed, I'll I'm be there listen. with you, bro. I might have to but rent a house down home. here to get all the people that are apparently coming down here for uh, in February. Oh. It's going to be absolutely Yo. crazy. Oh, we got to <laughs> talk, man. I, I We literally, first of all, I am going to be sitting next to you right there. What is it, Friday? The Friday going into the weekend, right? You got yep, another seat for correct. me? Yep, that's Both. correct. Yep. I'm looking forward I gotta to get, it. Uh, listen, you're I got to get tea times for 25 brother. people now. I got to get resumes. You guys are just I got to call in every favor around town now to to uh, handle the sports crit group coming in, man. Uh, yeah, well, you know, all I'll say is the boat fits 12. Listen, it's a good thing. I'm very friendly with bail bondsmen's here, okay? So you guys are good to go. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. Uh, welcome you in, some though. Evidence from my lovely fiance's bachelorette party. Uh, yeah, I haven't I sent was... you the pictures because I'm afraid one day you're going to stick it up there on air. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, let's just say there's more. Let's just say they made a uh, there was a Dane blow up doll that was prominently featured all weekend. You know, you got to love the uh, the creates. Can you bring that doll with you here to uh, to Gronk Beach? Can you uh, can you pack can that? Do, in the uh, yeah, we could see Put it. It could fit. Suitcase, dude. Put that in Listen, the suitcase. I'll find the next commercial break, brother. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. it. But it'll be you a good watch time. that doll first, though, dude. So we're looking forward Can't wait to, that. to see that Maybe thing trying to get through Gronk. security. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> we got um uh we got a lot of games here again tonight. College basketball, NBA. It was great last night to finally uh, be able to catch Mello back as a uh, as an NBA player for the first time in 370 days, guys. We actually got to see Mello on the floor and there was a lot of interest, obviously, there, but how'd it go? Well, it went like you look like a dude who hasn't played in 370 days in the NBA. I mean, it's it's one thing to be in 
YMCA gym shape. It's a whole nother thing to get dropped right. into an NBA court, uh, have a, uh, you know, have a warm up there, a shoot around and then be like, OK, get playing. He did it two out of three uh, from three. He did have five fouls. He did have five turnovers. He had 10 points, four or 14 from the field. But I thought something also was very evident last night with Terry Stotts and the crew because Lillard and Collins, and they are so banged up, guys. It's not even funny. They actually really do need Carmelo. Right. Being in shape is going to be a problem. So it, to me, looked very obvious that they were going to leave him out there to do just that, kind of get in his rhythm kind of get used to the flow of the game again. You know, that's why they let him out there with five fouls that, you know, it's going to take him, I would say a month before we actually really have a good idea of what kind of version of Carmelo we're going to have. What we saw last night was what we got with him in Houston, which isn't great, but it was also, I thought his body language, it was interesting the way they used him. They are trying to get him into up to par as fast as possible because the truth is they need him. They they're in the West. They only have five wins. They're five and ten now. Right. They're a mess. They're an absolute mess, and they do need they need mellow in whatever sh- they need him in the best shape, and they need him. Which I thought the most promising thing was the two out of three uh, threes that he took. I thought that was he, he's got the touch. He's got the arc. They like the they let him play ice. They did everything they could last night to try to get him acclimated. I think we're going to see more of that, Dane, as we move on here. But we're not going to get a real good sense of uh, of what kind of mellow we're going to get yet. I think it's going to take him a little while to get his legs under him and get back into NBA shape. But for the most part, listen, you can talk about the minus 20 all you want. The team is a mess. He's not playing with anything. He's not the reason they lost. He's not even close to the reason that they lost. Uh, but it is going to be fun to watch him out there. You know, he had his hoodie on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Melo actually, I think he's going to be okay here in Portland because of the situation they're in and because of how dire they they need Melo to be adequate at at least. Yeah, I mean, first of all, on the game, they lose by 11. But remember, Dame, Damian Lillard wasn't in on that game, right? So you take it yeah, with a grain out. of salt. You're right, right at this point, Joe, they are. What are they, 5 and 10? So they need to get oh. going. But listen, you can't expect Melo to come out the gate, right, and, and drop 27. You know, right. so I, I, this is what we expected. He needs to get, his, he needs to get himself kind of going. They will have him out there. And you're right. This is a guy now that's, what, in his mid-30s, and mm-hmm. he's going to need some time. Okay, and so they're going to run them out there. And, you know, I think that's a fair kind of idea. The idea of a month, maybe when we're around Christmas time, he'll be more in the flow. He hasn't played in over a year. So, yeah, yeah, run him out there. Let him get his legs under him. Absolutely. Again, to me, it's more important when Lillard gets back out there. McComb, if he can hang out in the corner and again, 35 percent from three point range, guys, he'll be in the league for a couple of more years. and, And certainly that will help them. But don't get crazy. They have until January 7th, I believe, in order to make the decision as far as his fully guaranteed contract goes. Right now, they're paying per game. You know, they're paying him to play. That's it. You play a game, you get paid. And there's no liability, so to speak, for the Portland Trailblazers. Low upside, but huge upside as far as I'm concerned because of how how desperate they are. And don't forget, this is if this was the East, I'd be a little less concerned for Portland, but you know, you get too far behind to start the season. Sure. You're not coming back in the West. Like, you're just, there's too many good teams. There's too much competition. You need to do something. And maybe Melo, he's not going to be the end-all, be-all. 
But I right. thought leaving him out there for 25 minutes, I think that was let him go. Let him until he crawls away. As long as he can stay healthy, Dan, I think I think Melo's yeah. going to be a uh, a good addition to Portland. And he wanted given to be their back situation. in the NBA so bad. So go yeah, out so. there and play 30 minutes, bro. Yep. <laughs> you know yeah. what And I he mean? said all the right things, too. It yeah. wasn't like... I think people wait for Melo to go, you got to give me the ball. But, like, I don't think that's coming this time. He's already put that out there. He knew. He had to accept that he was not that dude anymore, right? And his public commentary made it feel like he's ready. He's accepted that role. So run him out there, get get his sea legs under him, and let him do that role. I, of course, think he'll be able to help a team. Disappointment is a function of expectation, Joe. If you have the right expectations for what he is going to be, then he will deliver on that. He'll be just that's fine. I can see him winding up 12, 13 points a game in a role that he's not Lillard. He's not McCollum. He's the other option that can stretch the field that defenses have to honor. Yep. And just uh, give it time. But I, I think the idea that uh, people are just because people love car crashes. So everyone just seems to be waiting for Melo to blow up. I don't think you're going to get it, man. I really, really don't. Everything he has said, I and maybe the other thing that impressed me the most was his body language last night. Very in the back, didn't want to be in the spotlight. You know, he had his hoodie on the whole time. He w- didn't make a lot of noise. You know, usually what we get with Mello is, hey, guys, I'm here, wants to announce to the world that he's in the room. Yeah, I, I, listen, defensively, Everyone knows he's in the room. <laughs> defensively, you know? that's what you're going to get, guys. What you got, he's not going to, you didn't bring him in to get, def, you know, defense from him. He's going to sit there and be a three-point shooter in the corner. He's going to be your four. And I think if you get Lillard healthy again and get – because they have zero shooting from the outside. They, their, their bench is just it, – it's disgusting. They had like Al Farouk Aminu. They had other guys. They had huge. Seth Curry. They had they other guys that could play that role. Yep, and they got nothing now. But I do think that he can also – you know, you can leave the ball at the top of the key in his hands there, and they love to play some ISO. So – I'm rooting for him. I really am. I think the NBA is better with a guy like, you know, the guy's a Hall of Famer. I mean, is there any argument about that? No. I mean, right? I mean, I don't. Like 12th all time in scoring? Now, he's not going to be that scorer, but he can still in this league get double digits probably with his eyes closed left-handed. Okay? And so that's what, like I said, if you have the right expectation for him, he will be able to contribute in that role expectations are going to be everything. So I, I agree with you there, but it's uh, it's worth monitoring. And I can tell you right now, on a it was a Tuesday night day. More people were watching the Portland Trailblazers I, last night than they have all damn year. Welcome go. to Carmelo Anthony. I mean, that's what he brings to the table and, and will continue to do so. LeBron last night, another triple-double. We'll talk about yeah, the Lakers mean. and what's going on with them. Can they can sustain it? We'll do that next year. On the grid, fourthgrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
All right, welcome in those of you joining us from Pluto TV, Channel 517. Welcome into the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He's Dean Martinez. Name of the show, Make It Rain, is what we look to do here. And speaking of making it rain, who wants to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? NBA in full swing. You can dunk on your NBA DFS competition right now with dailyroto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. You can compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It is the most accurate projections in the NBA DFS world, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. You can save 10% now on winning NBA DFS advice. Just use the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. And remember, DailyRoto.com, guys, is where millionaires are made. And speaking of the uh, the NBA last night, of course, it was good to see Mello back in uh, uniform. It was an abbreviated uh, slate of games. And don't look now. Holy crap. The Golden State Warriors won a game uh, with that uh, with that G League team there. So congratulations, uh, Memphis. What the hell was that? But uh, LeBron. And uh, it's amazing to me, uh, Dane. Here we are. The Lakers win again last night. LeBron sets yep. the triple uh, double mark there. Uh, 112-107, OKC was getting an 11 and a half, uh, 11 and a half points in this matchup. So it was also a, it's been a crazy week. That's the third game in five days for OKC. So that's, uh, we talk about scheduling all the time in yeah. the NBA. Day. Those are the kinds of things that you look for. 11 and a half points, my word. Uh, they're actually a lot more competitive, I think, than people give them credit for. Gallinari, Chris Paul, actually working pretty well there with Steven Adams in OKC, given what they lost. But the Lakers are 12-2 and two now, man. Their Lakers are humming along. Anthony Davis, right. 34 points. LeBron, 25. Uh, Caldwell Pope, uh, 13. JaVel McGee had eight. Danny Green uh, contributing. Also, Rondo, Kuzma. So they uh, quietly, Dane, have just rattled off 12 wins out of 14 games to start the season. Uh, had, I've heard nothing from uh, Frank Vogel. Uh, we've heard nothing. Uh, it, it's usually, if this was last year, we would have had 27 headlines about magic and what's being leaked and Genie. And, you know, it's amazing. The right. Lakers got back to just playing basketball and they're not dominating the headlines. And you know what? All seems to be well. With the Lakers now, will it continue? <laughs> well, that uh, that will, uh, that it, will. will <laughs> yeah, that'll depend on the drama associated with it. But right now, what can you say about the Lakers? Twelve wins out of the first fourteen games, and everything seems to be hunky dory. But you and I both know it's not when everything is going well that will determine what you're made of. What happens when it starts to go south, or even worse? And you and I both know it's coming. The injury bug, it will hit at some point. But A-plus right now for the Lakers, can't say anything bad about it. They're actually just playing basketball. Yeah, and I think that's the interesting point, that you, the comparison you made, right? Last year, there was just a lot of drama around this Oof. team. Last year, it was kind of like what we talk about the Cleveland Browns right now, you know? And it's amazing that when they can just focus on basketball and win, they've got really good players, right? And LeBron, listen, Joe, LeBron is leading the NBA in assists right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, LeBron has 11.1 assists per game, you know, yeah. and we came coming into this season. Remember, they said LeBron was going to kind of play point forward, you know, and he's delivering. And so 
we almost lose sight of the fact because of, you know, Space Jam 2 and greatest of all time and all this stuff. The fact that LeBron can pretty much do whatever he wants on a basketball court. And we got to remember, he wasn't healthy last year, Joe. After the mm. Christmas Day injury, he came back after, what was it, like 20-some-odd games? But we have to acknowledge he is now also in his mid-30s, and he wasn't healthy last year. Maybe now he is. He knows he has other people to kind of lighten the load. He's happy in this role because maybe he's going to show everybody he can average a triple-double throughout the season. He saw how respected and lauded Westbrook was. Maybe he's like, oh, right. yeah, I can go do that also. Remember, like, yep. one year Wilt Chamberlain led the league in a assist because like he just wanted to go out and prove he could maybe that's what Correct. LeBron is on and the Lakers you're right the 12 and 2 they just keep rolling and they got Kyle Kuzma back recently mm. they have yep. him kind of like we say with Melo rounding into shape he only got nine minutes last night he's gonna be another cog in there too so as long as he keeps humming along if it ain't broke don't fix it the Lakers are kind of quietly moving along it's funny too and, and you He's still setting records because with the 25 last night, 11 boards, 10 assists in the win, he recorded his fifth triple-double this season already. He becomes the first player in NBA history, guys, to record a triple-double against all Everybody. 30 franchises. That is just uh, – that's crazy, that's crazy here. And uh, uh, it's a testament to him. That's just a ridiculous career. But fifth triple-double of the season quietly, too. Like, th this is the amazing yep. thing to me is that it's – it's become ho-hum right now for the Lakers, and that, I think, is when they're their most dangerous. Uh, Russell Westbrook, you would think Russell Westbrook would have this record. No, I mean, you you would think that Mr. Triple-Double right, there on the list. he had not played. He'd been, he's been with the Thunder his entire career, so he right. would have never had a chance to do one against the Thunder yet. Right, well, and that would be it, right? Is that the only team? I, I don't know. I would imagine so, right? But that's the thing. He couldn't have done he's it against to, the Thunder, right? whereas LeBron has traveled around. So right. that's what yeah, it made I mean, him able to do it against be. all NBA teams. Yeah, there's got to be a situation where I can't imagine he hasn't hit 29 out of 30, and he'll probably so hit it. He's got to yeah, have it. I mean, that doesn't get any crazier than that with uh, with him. Five years now? What's it going to? Four or five years where he's Johnny Triple-Double? I mean, it's... <laughs> It's crazy. And honestly, for the Lakers and LeBron, the fact that Kawhi and the Clippers are across town, you know, we thought it was a thing that was like, uh-oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. But if they are now getting all the buzz, right? If That's they're correct. getting that, that kind of cover is actually a good thing yep. for the Lakers that they can, like we say, kind of put their put their construction helmet and lunch pail on and just go about their business. And with the last yep. thing I'll say is, you know, listen, Kawhi's had load management a bunch, right? Has LeBron? I don't think LeBron has yet, though, Joe. I think he's missed one, maybe one or two games. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was load management or not. He's uh, on a load management schedule, it looks like. So, hey. But listen, you mentioned it. Kawhi Leonard, uh, big game against Boston tonight. And again, this could be his third missed game in a row. So there does appear to be, and we know the debate between load management, what's real, what's not real. Um, they have certainly played it safe with him. And they might appear to do so again here tonight. They say he's dealing with, uh, with more than just a quad issue, a chronic quad issue. But he, um, he's got some sort of knee problem, which he suffered last week in the Houston game. He hasn't played since last week, and that's going to be three games. He's missed the last three. If he misses tonight against Boston, you know, that's going into – he's listed as questionable, but nobody is saying one way or the other. I, 
that's not good news for the Clippers. Like, it's one thing for load management, and you see him on a back-to-back, you see him the next night. But there's obviously something else going on here with Kawhi, and it's not like he hasn't been. We forget he has been injury-prone in the past. You know what I mean? So it's you got a quad, now you got a knee. Will they be extra careful? I can tell you this. Even through, what, 14 games, they are not the same team without him on that court, Dave. Um, and and that's they're not the same defensively. Now, Paul George Paul obviously helps that. Right. That makes that a lot easier to deal with. But even Paul George, he um, it's Paul George is dropping in uh, buckets left and right here. And it's like, OK, Paul. But again, you got to remember, he, too. Big time when it comes to injuries has a history of it. So yeah. I think as long as they can get one or the other, then they don't really care unless they have them both towards right in the second half of the season. But it's definitely worth keeping an eye on moving forward because these two dudes, yeah, they, they're they a mash unit, man. And for, for long stretches of time too, Dane. Yeah, you know, uh, without Kawhi, I do believe that Paul George can, you know, approximate what? 85% of what, you know, Kawhi sure. does. He is an all-star deserving. So yeah. the one thing I'd say, though, Joe, you know, I don't know that I want to call poor jo- Paul George injury prone. That was like a freak accident that happened with Team USA. It was a mm. gruesome injury, you yeah, know, man. but I I don't know that he gets the injury prone bug for me just yet. I thought that was one catastrophic freak injury that we associate with Paul George. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the shoulder issue was a shoulder. He tried to okay. play through it his best, and sure. it ended up, unfortunately, it hurt him more than it helped him there down yeah. the stretch. And I think maybe if they, they'd have done a little more load management with Paul George and OKC, yeah. you know what I mean? It'd yeah. have been, it'd have been a different story. But that's he's a true. warrior. But if those guys are ready to go by March and ready for their stretch. Yes. They'll be it, fine. That's so true, Dana, and that's really the reality of it because already they're the starting Williams. to rumble. And and Montrez Harrell, they'll be okay. That's why we talk about. That's why we talk about these guys and what they can do, right? Because they have the ability to be conservative with Kawhi, with PG thirteen. Because you know they've they've got some other horses. Yeah, they say, guys, I mean, depth, if you haven't noticed, uh, depth is a huge thing in the NBA in the course of the long season. Uh, Exactly correct. And again, you look at the Clippers, and if it's one thing they do have. Um, it is depth, and that's always been a big question mark with the Sixers this year because of the fact that they dumped a whole lot of money into a bunch of guys there. All right, what are you going to do? Where are you going to the bench? Who? What's going to happen here? Um, and we can see what not having any depth in Portland is doing right now, guys, because what would you give him, $190 million, Lil? Not saying he's not worth it, but you dump a whole lot of money into guys in the NBA. That's the fine line you got to roll it happened to Golden State. You had so much money tied up in that starting four. What happened when they started right. dropping? Yeah, that's true. Hook, right? Yeah, like, Hook was going to be your answer. You like, you get a big three and win it all, but sometimes it's still a war of attrition. You know? Dude, that's why I look at these so Clippers, Joe. Listen, right now, I just went so on FanDuel, Joe. Right. Lou Williams is the favorite for six man of the year, right? And he should be. Yeah. Montrez Harrell is the second choice for six man of the year, Joe. Should Montrez be. Montrez Harrell is at plus 550 as the second choice. Lou Williams, yep. the favorite. So what does that say? They got seven starters. Mad depth. Mad depth at the Clippers, yeah. man. Big time. Yeah. They're going to win their fair share. It's going to be interesting. So Lakers, Clippers. Okay. Go the battle for LA. It rages on. Love that. Take a look at some of these uh, some of these numbers for some of these games here tonight. We'll do that coming up next. 
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Uh, it's crazy here, uh, Dane. We didn't. I, I'm still skeptical. We'll see it when it when it happens. But uh, Florida now becomes the latest state to actually have a bill uh, written really? up, ready to rock and roll with the Florida legislator that would allow for online sports oh, betting. Yes, uh, Michigan passed the sports betting bill. It's now under consideration by both the Senate and the governor in Michigan. So congratulations there. That's on its way. Virginia also continues to look at uh, the legalization in 2020. California. Yeah, California seems to be next. They've gotten a a really big boost to their sports betting efforts. Uh, The problem that they're dealing with is that uh, much like the issue here with Florida, the Native American uh, casinos here, they... They want it all or nothing, and so there is there's some wrangling going on there. And but Colorado, they became the 19th state uh, on November 6th to legalize sports betting, and you've got a whole bunch of other. Obviously, when you have states like California and Florida, these are big, big states, guys, and big, big money generators certainly in the sports betting world. So, but you got 19. We're almost till 20 here, Dan, at the end of the year, and it sounds like. Probably about six more or so. We'll uh, we'll get the ball rolling in 2020. So we're almost halfway there, man. Almost halfway through uh, uh, the country and states. Now there are some that are just you know it's like I don't know what the deal in Oklahoma is, but they just that that'll never Utah happen. Never will. Yeah. It will never. Yeah, it, yeah. There's just you, okay. it, it, that's not gonna happen. But it is good news, guys. It is expanding, and if you are in one of those states. Uh, absolutely. 2020 could be an absolutely banner year for you guys, creating jobs, revenue, mm-hmm. better roads, better schools, everything that else. Infrastructure, that, baby. Yeah. yeah. The 19 states that have it are, are experiencing right now while you still drive over is, the potholes. Joe. That's <laughs> what it is, Joe. Like, if you're a state that doesn't have it, eventually what you're going to see is the neighboring state is going to have it. And you're going to see that people from your your residents are going to hop over there and basically giving other state revenue and money and tax dollars that you could have gotten. And that is what I think is going to tip the needle. Look at what New York sees with New Jersey and Pennsylvania right there. People literally walking over the GWB to place a bet. They're going to realize that they're just they're just losing this opportunity, you know, and I think that's what's going to do it. It's good to see that uh, more and more states are doing it. 2020 is going to be a great year uh, for uh, for everybody involved as it uh, the movement continues there to legalize uh, what should have been legalized a million years Only ago. But I uh, digressed uh, anyway. But uh, I'm not bitter at all. It's all right. Better late than never. Way to go, states. You Get go, your heads out of your race. So you we got, got um, money though, right? We. I know you <laughs> last night we had uh, uh, the college football uh, playoff committee with their 
with their Enemans crumb cake, coffee, cigarettes, hanging out behind a room, doing what? I have no idea, because ultimately they came back out last night and told us nothing's changed, that LSU is once again at the top of the uh, of the college football playoff rankings, and nothing changed. We It's pretty much exactly what we got last week. Uh, LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Georgia number four, Alabama number five and Oregon uh, number six. And really the the only interesting move from a team that won was Oklahoma went uh, only moved up one spot after beating undefeated uh, Baylor. They went from 10 to nine. There is some rumblings about how do they only move up one spot uh, when you lose Tua? how is it that uh, they're not, you know, Alabama? Why are they still five? even though they won on the road and blew them out. But it's, uh, you know, there's always going to be that kind of animosity around them. But the truth is the top four still control their own destiny. There is still much to be determined here in the next three weeks. You know, LSU, while that defense is, uh, you know, the offense in Burrow is great. That defense is, some people scratching their heads there going, Wow, uh, you got trucked there by uh, by Miss there over the weekend. Like, what's going on here? But they're going to have to play Georgia. One and four is going to have right. to play each other at some point here, guys. It's coming for the LSU championship. Ohio State's got a monster game this weekend against Penn State, and they, too, are going to have to play Michigan in another week or so. And also, they're going to have to play for the Big Ten championship. So Ohio State, far from, you know, a lock at this point. Clemson, what can I tell you? It, it's not that Clemson's playing the toughest schedule, Dane, but they are doing everything in their power, even though they're playing, you know, Sisters of the Blind here. They are not just eking by. Like they're they winning are by 35 blow- a game, Joe. They're dropping 50 like it's going out of style. So quietly, quietly, they are dominating on and playing great football that nobody wants to give them credit for. But it's not easy to do week in and week out, even when you are playing lesser competition. It's still the ACC. And then, of yeah. course, uh, number four, Georgia, you know, they're not going to hurt themselves beating Auburn on the road. So the top four to changes. Uh, but I can tell you this, the next three weeks, this could all look different here, Dane, all of it. Yeah, uh, I, listen, I think it's about to get real exciting. You know, you talked about Ohio State. Joe, they still have, in my opinion, three games left against top 15 teams. Okay, they've got, like you said, Penn State and Michigan on their schedule. And then, you know, Wisconsin probably sitting there in a Big Ten championship game. And they'll be, you know, kind of around 10, 11 or 12 also. So Ohio State still has a gauntlet to me. You know, our poll question, Joe, is should Alabama have been higher or drop more? And to be honest... 57% 57 people, percent of the people say yes. 29% of the people say they'll just fall when they lose. I say something different. I say it doesn't matter where they are right now because they don't have enough opportunities to hop anybody. So they ain't right. going to get there anyway. They don't have the cha- conference championship game. And I do believe that the Pac-12 conference champion may hop over Alabama. For yeah. me, for me, Joe, here's the – here's. I get you could call it chaos, but I don't even think it is because I think it's still straightforward. It's unfortunate, but it's straightforward. Joe, if Georgia wins the SEC championship, LSU is still in, right? 
Yeah, they're never going to not let LSU in if they, especially right. if they run the table during the regular season, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so if they lose to Georgia, that's still they're still going to be like two and three, it's, right, or something it's like two that. S- LSU it's is two in. SEC teams, regard exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. So to be honest, what say Oregon or Utah, and those are the teams that are kind of for me like, you know, knocking on the door, right? Right. Whoever wins the Pac-12 championship. They need to hope LSU beats Georgia in the in the SEC championship game because I don't think they would hop over Georgia if Georgia wins and they wouldn't hop over LSU. So they're rooting for, you know, they're rooting for the three undefeateds to stay undefeated. At this point, that's the only way anybody else sneaks in. That's it. And that's the and that's the argument. And that's why this week with Penn State alone and Ohio State, uh, which is why it's already it's already getting a whole lot of action, Dane, in the market. It's a heavyweight bout between these two yeah. Big Ten teams here. And it is, without a doubt, even – it's been all week, and it continues to be even this morning, the, the most heavily bet game on a loaded slate, guys. 57 games here this uh, this Saturday. And this is by far and away the game that everyone seems to be betting right now. And it opened up – it's a monster number, Dane. I mean, any which way you look at it here, it's an, they're, they are, they're listed as an 18-point favorite Ohio State. Now, it's in Columbus, mm-hmm. right? So, we, you know, grant them that. You got Penn State uh, just lost uh, – or, I'm sorry, they so, uh, they won after losing in Minnesota. They won in Indiana. They didn't cover, though. It was a 34-27 win. It was a big letdown spot last week. So, they did get away with the uh, with the victory. They didn't cover, but they won which is always good. Now, Ohio State let Rutgers feel like uh, like they're actually heading in the right direction by scoring 21 points, so the program is good the there. 60 points spread or whatever it was. Right, right. But it was nice of them. They, they took, you know, they did a solid, let <laughs> Rutgers uh, see the end zone, which is good. But two-thirds of the bets coming in are backing Ohio State. They're laying the points. Yet, the line hasn't moved, Dane. I mean, it's 18, mm. it's 17 and a half in some places, yeah, but 17 and 18 – with the amount of bets, with the sheer volume of the bets, and two-thirds of those bets heading towards Ohio State, um, why is this line not moving uh, significantly? Well, it's, what we're seeing oh, is what? a line freeze right now because there are there are some people backing the Nittany Lions, and those people seem to have uh, the bigger bets at stake right now. And these two teams, it's not like it's been blowout central the last three years, guys. Ohio State won last year 27-26. The year before Ohio State won 39-38, and the year before that, then it was 24-21. So wow. it, these two teams battle, and you know Franklin in it. No more Urban Meyer, um, but obviously, you know his successor day there has done an amazing job. But we're gonna learn everything we need to know about Ohio State, I think, on Saturday if they do this in blowout fashion and cover the spread. I think any talks of the Ohio State being overrated. Yeah, no, this is one team that has always taken them to the fourth quarter and taken them to the limit. Let's see how they do against the Penn State team who, let's face it, they're still playing for, uh, they still got a shot here, Penn State. So this is a huge game for both programs on Saturday. Oh, yeah. If Penn State puts a win at Mm. Ohio State on their resume and then goes on to win the Big Ten, we're talking about them. We're talking yep, about exactly. them. Yeah, it's still exactly. in front of Penn State. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. you're right, Joe. You know, out of these teams, Ohio State has not truly been tested just yet, right? So we will learn about them. I mm. wanted to ask you, though, let's say Ohio State does trip up to Penn State or to Michigan. Do they fall out of the top four? I think Or is do. a one-loss Ohio State still above a one-loss Oregon? 
I don't see how, because if Oregon is going to be your Pac-12 champ, then, you know, uh, the divisional championship there, if you win your conference, then that's right. got to count for something. But, um, you know, but Oregon's I loss would be to number, like, you know, 15 Auburn, but Penn right. State's loss, I mean, Oregon, uh, Ohio State could have a loss to, you know, number seven Penn State. Yes, yes. I think strength of schedule is also something they're going to have to look at and look at seriously, because Ohio State, quite honestly, and Right. Oregon, Utah, either one of them. It's not like they've had the toughest of schedules, which is what's been which is what's been debated about Ohio State. Who the hell have they played? Now they've won, they've won well, they've won convincingly. Yeah. Nobody doubts the talent Ohio State has, but from a strength of schedule, which we've seen in the past, matter to the committee. Are you if so if there's nothing separating them except one team won their conference and the other team didn't? Yeah, I, I hear you, and I, I would like the committee to lean towards the conference champion. I think that's right. a, a, a kind of precedent that the committee kind of needs to establish moving forward, exactly. right? But yep. I'm just saying LSU can kind of sustain a loss, we believe. I wonder mm -hmm. if Ohio State is in the same category, you know what I mean? But I get right. that LSU has run more of a gauntlet in the SEC. Maybe it that's why Yeah. It has in the past with Urban there because, and again, guys, understand, Ohio State, that's that's revenue. Alabama's revenue, guys. Sure. Anytime they're in a conversation in the top four to play, it's like Ohio Dame. State will send 70,000 fans to a game across the country that's if true. that's where they're playing. Alabama, same thing. So, you know, that's also, believe it or not, taken into consideration, guys. It has to be. Um, but this is a... The game that's bet even right behind them, and that without a doubt continues to see money and bets coming in. But how about it, which is strange to me, but I guess not. Minnesota and Northwestern are the is another. So the two top games being bet so far, Dane, are Big Ten games. And it is without a doubt a ton of action coming in. It, but it's the most lopsided in terms of the public backing here because... It looks like Minnesota, I guess teams feel like Minnesota's in one of these letdown spots, right? right. Because they lost and they had no in front of them, and now that's poof gone. 23 like 19. Right, exactly it. So, you know, eight, the Gophers, they were a 12 point favorite. More than 80% of the bets laid the points, but yet the, the line is going They're where, Dave? 13 is going up there, so. A lot of money coming in on a letdown spot. We'll talk more about this game coming up. Did we get an edge? Is there an edge there? Great. Find out. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Golf betting on demand. The range of outcomes for Billy Horschel is so large. I like him in situations almost like fantasy golf. DFS purposes, having to bet and pay the 14 to 1 price doesn't feel right for a guy that probably has one of the larger ranges of outcomes here. I'm a little bit weary on that. I will probably take a pass on Billy Horschel, but it's not a knock at all. I would be just as surprised to see him finish dead last as in first. If that is your cup of tea, 14 to 1 is not a bad number. Tuesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio, Sumo TV 719, Stern, and Pluto TV. All right, welcome back in here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. So that's uh, the number one bet game so far this week in uh, college there Saturday. Definitely going to be uh, Penn State and Ohio State seeing by far the most tickets right now. But just behind that, we told you, it was Minnesota Northwestern. And what makes this game so very interesting is because it opened up as a 12-point uh, Minnesota being a favorite heading to Northwestern, who finally won a game. I think they beat Purdue, right? Finally? Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, it moved up. It got bumped up. So much money came in, obviously, on Minnesota because Northwestern hasn't been able to score that it pushed up to 13 and a half. There has been yeah. a whole bunch of buyback there in a lot of places now because they felt that that obviously the market was saying that's that's inflated. That's That's way more than it should be. So you're starting to see it come down. But I will say this. There is something to be said about Northwestern having great value at home in a division game, right? This is a conference game. These teams know each other. You have the Minnesota Golden Gophers coming off a huge letdown. You also have them, Dane, playing in their second road game in a row. Back to back. So there is, when we talk about looking for value, there is. We know this. Northwestern is going to play defense. Northwestern knows this team. They've got nothing to lose. They are home. This is a tough spot for a young Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers home. Two games in a row. So I get where I get why this game is seeing so much action right now because of there's a lot of things going in Northwestern's favorite, and you're getting them as a double-digit home dog in this spot here, Dane. Yeah, and the other thing, and we say this a lot, Joe, and there's a ridiculously dramatic example about this in the MAC tonight. But mm-hmm. when you have a big point spread and a low total, right, that's the other thing we have to consider here. How is Minnesota going to get their two-touchdown working margin with only 40 points being scored overall in the game? Okay, and, and Joe, honestly, though, the, like, Akron, Miami of Ohio is mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's like a 35-point spread with, like, a 43-point <laughs> total. I honestly do not understand mathematically how that's going to go down, but we could explain that to people in the next hour. But... <laughs> I think you're right. There's a lot of points here that would lean itself towards Northwestern. They're at home, back-to-back. It's, you know, all the visions of grandeur and swag bags at a big-time bowl game for these 19-year-olds are now and gone. So will they sack up and be able to do it again? I can see it either way. Here's what I'll tell you, though, Joe. I like that mini P.J. Fleck, that kid who's the mini P.J. Fleck. But, Joe, we got a mini Dane. Look at that, bro. We got a mini Dane. Yeah!